there's so many stories like that, especially, you know, when you're seeing these kids get hooked at the junior level. Well, they threw in a pandemic. This is the Rower's Choice Podcast. This is Alex Del Sordo with another Rower's Choice uh, podcast, Zoomcast, whatever you want to call it. Uh, in the age of coronavirus, we are now getting video uh, when we never had a chance to do video. So I'm with, um, I'm with, you know, after some research, a bit of a legend uh, in the rowing world, Susan Smith, the oh the CEO of <laughs> the CEO of U.S. Rowing, our governing body here in the United States, and we're going to talk today about. Her background in rowing, some of the accomplishments that she has had. The and, and if everyone in, in US rowing knows she has transitioned into this new position. So we're gonna talk about that. And then also what US rowing is doing in the age of coronavirus. So Susan, thank you for being part of this uh, podcast interview thing. Sure, sure. So let's let's get right into it. So um what I always do with every every person I interview, we we talk about the rowing background, where you started, why you started rowing. And then what led you to being with um, U.S. Rowing? So talk, talk to us about your background in rowing. Sure. So um, I, um, I found the sport for my son, Nathan. Oh. Um, uh, when he was in middle school. Uh, uh, and, and actually, uh, that would have been 2007, but I have to backtrack uh, another 20 years. Um, and that's when I was working for Corning in commercial development uh, in upstate New York. And I worked with a, a guy, Fred Borschelt, you may know him. Mm -hmm. um, he was in the eight that won gold in the 84 Olympics. Oh, wow. And, you know, he was a rower. And I've never, I had never been exposed to rowing. And I, th I thought, well, you know, that's, that's interesting. And, you know, he's an Olympic silver medalist. So a friend and I became friends. And then we fast forward 20 years and my son is in middle school, hasn't found his sport yet, tried soccer, basketball, baseball, nothing really worked out. Then I remembered rowing and I thought, I wonder if there's any summer camps, any mm -hmm. rowing summer camps. And there were. So I registered, I registered him for camp. And which camp was this? Like, where, uh, where were you living at the time? Uh, so we're living just outside of Philly. We're in Southern Chester County. So we're equidistant between uh, Wilmington, Delaware, yep. Yep. and Philly. So I, um, I registered him in uh, WIRA, Wilmington Youth Rowing Association, which is in Delaware. Uh, and he loved it. I, it started out as just the morning and he came back. I picked him up. He said, mom, this is great. And I, I registered him, uh, morning afternoons. Oh, as much as you could. Summer. <laughs> much, yeah, I get it. I yeah. Wow. Yeah. Right. You find you find that thing, and um, I'd say the 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 rest is history. Um, Nathan rowed four years in high school, then went on to row at Cal, um, and in the meantime, I helped started um, a youth rowing club in Delaware, then a high school team. Wow. Um, so let let's talk about the fact that you co-founded uh, rowing programs. I mean. I, what? I mean, you were a mom that just really loved rowing for her son, and now you're 
founding clubs? Like what, what happened there? Well, uh, it, you know, maybe I was one of those moms. Um, <laughs> what happened is I, he got in a, a youth rowing program and, you know, um, it was a great program, but they weren't really re- uh, investing in equipment. Um, um, you know, these kids were rowing, practicing very hard in the middle of a race. You know, their equipment would break down. Uh, oh, and there yeah. were a few other things. Um, it, you know, it happens. It happens every place. Uh, you know, it wasn't just specific for me. So I got together these uh, two other folks and said, hey, what do you think about uh, starting a, a youth rowing club? And we decided that we would take a week and do kind of a feasibility analysis. Wow. Um, I'm, a, I'm an engineer, I have my MBA, that's kind of where my head is. And so uh, everybody divided up their, their, their things. And we came back and said, you know what, we think we can do this. And, um, and, uh, we had that discussion. It was May 27th, 2010. And we had kids, um, uh, on the water with new equipment, um, with boat launches, um, uh, September 18th of 2010. So let's talk about that transition, right? Those four five, six months. So yeah. So many programs that we talk to on a daily basis um, struggle starting, right? Getting equipment, getting quality coaches, uh, getting organized. I mean, is there any advice you would give, let's say, a parent or a coach who says, you know, I really want to start a rowing program? What, maybe a couple bullet points on what, to, uh, what they can do. Well, you've got you, you to sell um, the story. It's got to be about the story. Um, we had... We had no place. We did not have a boat yard. We did not have a boat club. We had no facility. And so uh, what I did, because my, my background was also, um, uh, I, I did uh, internet marketing, web design. So I literally took a picture of the Camden uh, County Boathouse. Oh yeah. Beautiful. Um, I, uh, photoshopped it, put some filters on it and said, this is what we want. And, (laughs) um, photoshopped an image to get people bought into the story. I love that. I love it. Yes. I mean, it's all about the story, right? We had nothing. Uh, we had a head coach, um, but we had nothing else. And it was literally just, um, having people buy into your vision that, Hey, this can happen. Um, you know, remind them with some, um, some strong images. And uh, I'll tell you, um, we had kids, we had a four and it, and it kind of makes me missed up now, but we had a four of, um, uh, of junior men and a four of junior women um, coming down uh, head of the Charles. Uh, for oh, that. I just got chills. Come on. I just got I chills. Know. I, love that. I know. I know. I mean, I had my sunglasses on. I'm bawling. Uh, <laughs> you know, how, how awesome is that? And um, so, yeah, I, I mean, it's, it's about having a vision um, building the story and getting people around you to support that. Yeah, and it, it was also what we also did um, 
we we had a, a major donor who we called our angel, who who literally set us up with um, uh, boat launches, brand new Honda engines, and two dozen Ergs. I mean, that's you know, that's you're lucky there. Um, yeah. You can't yeah. you can't shake that. I, I like your buying and the vision and the story. That's um. That that is our, our mo at at Rowers Choice. It is a constant struggle to get people to buy into the image and the vision of what we're creating. So I think you and I share that. Um, I guess that that understanding, right? You need to you need to get yeah. people bought into a story and the vision. Um, yeah, so yeah. have you? I mean, do you row? Like, yeah. You... Well, actually, when Nathan went off to Cal, I said to my husband, "Okay, we've got to get in a boat." So we took our first uh, learn to row, and we became racers. You know, we we rode for Wilmington uh, Rowing Center, which yeah. is a, a basically a masters club. Um, and and now, uh, well, the the past few years have been very busy for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what my husband did was uh, bought me a single, and so uh, we've got a a reservoir close by, uh, and we're learning how to scull now. Oh, uh, that's beautiful. So yeah. I mean, I'm glad to hear that you you picked up rowing um, yeah. because you're doing all the other things you could do in rowing anyway. <laughs> so might right. as well row in a boat. So right. now, when did you decide or what took your career to start with U.S. rowing? Like, when, when did all that happen? So about the same time, um, I was doing some consulting for U.S. rowing. Again, as I mentioned, I, I was doing web design, internet marketing. I was doing editing of videos for, for U.S. rowing. And the then um, CEO, Glenn Mary, um, uh, uh, they had a... Uh, a vacancy um, for membership, uh, the uh, director of member services. And he said, hey, um, what do you think? Do you want to do it? And I said, sure. Um, Because what I I really wanted to do is to be able to affect um, the sport of rowing at the national level. And, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, director of member services is kind of a, a neat place to get started. It is. So now what year was this? 2014. So I've been at U.S. Rowing as of this September. It'll be for six years. That's a long time. Now, not a lot of people go from director of member services to the CEO. Um, (laughs) Walk me through the last, say, uh, 12 months of being at at U.S. Rowing. Because that's a, you know, it is the biggest governing body of rowing. There's there's thousands of tens of thousands of members. Um, I want to know like what that transition was like for you in the beginning. Well, I, I have to say, because many people might not know this, I, I had practice because in 2017, I stepped in as interim CEO too. Uh, that, was, <laughs> that was when um, uh, uh, Glenn Mary retired and four of our board members walked away. And so... Um, uh, we were in a bit of an upheaval. Um, Megan O'Leary, uh, who is is still one of our um, national team athletes, uh, she stepped in as interim chair, and the board asked me to step in as interim CEO. Um, and a very interesting time. We uh, we were conducting a national search. Um, it took about 
six, seven months. And, um, and then we had a, a, a CEO and, um, and, and that was Patrick McNerney. And yep. what Patrick did was, um, you know, he kept on asking me, well, you know, why didn't you want this job? And I said, well, you, you know, there's plenty of work to be done around here. And, um, you know, I see a CEO's job as, as being more outward facing, more strategic yeah. versus um, what I was doing at that time, more uh, internal, um, kind of an operations uh, person. So what he did then is reorganize the, um, the organization and uh, had me uh, lead the domestic side of the organization. So there was national teams and then everything else. Wow. And, and so I ran everything else. So, uh, you, so, so you've already done this interim CEO thing for a bit. Uh, so what's different between 2017 and then 2020? <laughs> what's been the biggest change? Well, they threw in a pandemic. <laughs> they sure did. <laughs> yeah. Um, as everyone says, you know, these are unprecedented times and they are. Um, you know, I'd say, uh, you know, what, what we've tried um, uh, to do uh, as an organization and myself during this time is to communicate as much as we can with um, with information that we have and the that we don't have. Um, I mean, this is one of the reasons why you know I wanted to do this. Not you know not only because you are great guys and you're offering this service to the rowing Thank community, you. Yep. but you know we we need to get out there and let folks know uh, what's happening. And so we started a, a COVID nineteen page on our website um, so that we could provide information. Uh, and it, it's usually daily to the rowing community. Um, we've got, you know, our weekly newsletter. Uh, we send out email blasts on, you know, kind of the late breaking, really important news. And then uh, we're util utilizing our social media channels. Um, sure are. Um, what's been the biggest challenge when this pandemic hit? What was the one, what was kind of the hardest things that you had to deal with as an organization? Revenue generation. Mm. Um, uh, in the end, uh, we are still a business. We're a nonprofit business, but we are a business and we have expenses. Uh, we have a staff. And when revenues plummeted and they did mid-March, um, once we canceled our spring championships, um, not only were we expecting a drop in our regatta entry fees, but we knew membership dues would decrease. And they did, especially for our juniors, because it, spring season is all about racing for juniors. Yeah. Um, juniors make up 50% of our members. Whoa. Uh, yeah. And then there's a cancellation of the collegiate season. Yeah. So U uh, twenty three, so uh, high school and collegiate makes up seventy percent of our membership. Um, so uh, when you you think about that, you think about wow, um, you know uh, we've got a problem. So um, we were on top of it. Um, we saw it coming. Um, we applied uh, for a couple low-interest um, SBA loans, the sure. EIDL, and then the, the PPP that just came out. 
We've reached out to donors and partners for assistance. Um, but unfortunately, we had to make reductions to our workforce. Um, we had layoffs, furloughs, and um, those folks that are, are, are around U.S. rowing have taken pay cuts. You know what? Let me close the door really quick. Hang on. You know, what I, what I really appreciate, what I really appreciate hearing is you have an MBA. You understand business. And I think so few, and this is really important for coaches and people in U.S. rowing to understand, it is a business. It, there are staff and people that uh, are affected massively by this. And I think what you just said is the hardest thing is, you're right, is revenue generation that without the regattas, without the attendance, without the membership, we don't have a U.S. rowing. Like We no. don't have the staff to support and grow. And it's, I, it, it, I really want people to bring that home to them, like to really understand that you, like, we need the things in rowing to keep this organization going. And, and uh, I gotta say, as a business owner myself, I'm sorry you're going through this. This is a, a huge challenge. Um, and we're doing the same things. We filed for the SBA loans on the Maryland side. We just applied for the PPP, but, and you know this, like, it's a mess. I don't know if we're gonna get the money and I don't know when it's gonna come. And we still have employees. So yeah. I gotta say you're preaching here to the choir, but I really want people to know, and when they hear this and watch this, that, we, it stinks and it's horrible that we're not racing. Like we all know that, right? That's, that's our lifeblood of rowing, but it's also impacting the people that work at U.S. Rowing and the future of U.S. Rowing. So it, it, it brings me to another, like uh, a nice transition is where do you see U.S. Rowing heading in the next six months? Like, what do you think is going to happen? Not just with rowing, but like with your organization. Well, you know, there's, uh, I've said it before, there, there's nothing like a pandemic that focuses uh, an organization. And so um, there's, there's been a lot of things that we've done. Um, it, you know, uh, when your uh, business model is upended, um, then you say, what now? And you start getting really, really creative. So, uh, you know, currently what we've been able to do, and I think uh, you've seen it, um, uh, we, uh, two weeks ago, we started webinars. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, these weekly webinar series uh, have been very, very popular. Most of them <clears throat> are, um, you know, re reach our registration limit, which is 500. Wow. Yeah. And um, we're recording them. So they're free to members to uh, attend all levels. And then um, the complete recordings starting this week, um, they will be available to all of our basic club plus and championship members. The first two weeks we made the, um, the recordings free to everybody and yep. you can find them um, in the webinar section of our website. I'm gonna check them out. Um, so we, we, we've got that. I mean, you know, what's been really interesting is that not only are they popular for participants, but they're popular for presenters. I mean, we, we've had royal, rowing royalty as presenters. Um, this week, uh, Steve Gladstone is doing a webinar on selection. Yep. I love that. Right. And last week we had Dr. Anna Swisher from USA Weightlifting wow. who did a very popular webinar on recovery. 
Um, so, I, I mean, we've got people who want to give back to the rowing community. Their seasons are gone. Um, we've mm -hmm. been talking about doing these webinars for years, but, you know, we're usually busy running, you know, championships, regional yeah. and national championships. So we said, okay, this is a great time to do it. Um, and so we've been doing that. Um, um, again, more the, the thought process here is how do we provide more value to our members yep. just so that they, they not only look at us as that organization that runs regattas, um, we want to give them more uh, other reasons to um, engage with us as an organization. So we've also rolled out in the past few weeks something called Rowing Rewards, which is... I, I love that. I, that is isn't it great? awesome. Isn't Holy it great? Boy. Talk to me more about that, how you got that created and, and how all that works. Because when I got that email, I probably spent an hour looking through it and seeing yeah. what I can use and, and utilize that. So tell, tell me more about that. So um, Tracy Stocker, our Director of Member Services, um, she had been looking um, for for member benefits. And uh, we had gotten in contact with a couple of other companies uh, that provide these kind of member uh, services to alumni groups. Mm -hmm. And so we found this company called Perkspot um, and uh, they provided exactly what we wanted. And, uh, and so uh, they were able to give us a, you know, kind of a, um, uh, all, all in system, you know, um, a branded system. And, uh, you know, again, it's, uh, we provide two levels where we have, um, uh, the rowing rewards, the basic level, and then rowing rewards gold for, for our higher level members. Um, obviously, um, uh, you know, we'd like to see people upgrade, uh, to become, uh, you know, champs or uh, basic plus. Uh, but, you know, even at the basic level, it provides a lot of discounts for national brands as well as local merchants. Oh, I love it. Um, I, it, it hit my inbox and I, like, I, I was not expecting it. Um, and yeah. I, I thought it was very clever on your part to do that. That's a very smart approach. Um, yeah, and, and then, you know, the, there's what we're doing with you guys is, um, you know, these virtual championships. So in addition to the one that um, we're working with you on, um, we're actually, uh, we're talking with uh, uh, C2. They're interested in kind of co-creating um, a, a couple of challenges. And I think these are more for masters. Yeah, sure. Um, uh, and... What we're also doing, we'll be rolling out very, very soon. And, you know, um, this is the first time that we talk about it on this podcast. Um, but we're, we're going to be replacing what we affectionately refer to as our uh, spring youth series. Um, mm -hmm. Well, it's going to be the spring virtual youth series. Ooh. So we're going to do um, regional uh, virtual championships we're going to do a youth national championship. Um, but in addition to, um, you know, what we've done and, and, and try to do on the water, what we're also going to be adding are 
all region teams and an all American team. So coming out of um, these regional uh, championships and um, the, the national championship, we'll be awarding all region teams and all American teams. And this is a, another opportunity for these kids to you know, add something to their college application. Wow. Um, you know, to differentiate themselves. So, you know, we're, we're, we're not ready to say goodbye to the spring season. It's just going to be a different season for these kids. I think that's really clever. And I'm, I'm really happy uh, to hear that. Now that that's a really good transition into a question that kind of popped up in my head here. It's um, the U S national team has one more year. For yes. the Olympics. What yeah. are you doing or what has been the discussion internally of how you're going to support those athletes to get ready? Right. So um, we're still finding out from the USOPC, um, you know, what what is going to happen to the rest of the grants that that we get for 2020. Mm-hmm. And then um, they've indicated, um, although we don't know for sure, maybe it's Maybe it's hopeful thinking that our grant will be the same. And that grant is a partial support to, uh, to our national team, as well as the NRF grant um, provides support to our national team. Um, right now, everybody's sheltering in place. Um, we've literally taken a pause on our training centers. Uh, we're, we're thinking about 90 days. Uh, wow. So. Um, you know, what we're trying to do is just to preserve uh, the monies that we have uh, because we we may need to have a reserve going into 2021. Um, mm, we, yeah, I mean, that makes I mean, that makes total sense. Um, and you guys are operating on a tight budget as it is. I mean, I know yeah. the U.S. National Team doesn't get a lot of funding in general. So yeah. now how do you what do you how would you. So you're the perfect person to ask this question. Um, how do you think our national team would have done this year in the Olympics? How do you think the eight, the men's eight? Awesome. Men's eight? Awesome. awesome. I mean, you have to say that. No, right? you no, have no, 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 no. I, I mean, I, I would say that. anyway. But <laughs> I, I really mean, uh, we are very excited about the depth of our team. Um, very excited. Um, you know, there's, there's a lot of, um, former um, national team athletes that, uh, that came back. Um, um, we've got, you know, um, uh, former Olympians, um, you know, the, the, the times that were coming out, uh, you know, uh, uh, Coach Tady and Coach Terhar were, were very, very happy um, with how the team was, was uh, coming together. Uh, so, um, you know, again, we're taking a pause, but um, we're we're very excited for the prospects of. And and by the way, they're still going to be called the uh, Tokyo 2020 Olympics, okay, even good. though it's 2021. And I think most likely that was that was probably um, a money thing because mm-hmm. if you can imagine everything that would have been cha- had to be changed. Oh, you know, where it says. Yeah. Tokyo 2020 to Tokyo 2021, you know. No, that, that would have been, dis- it's a, that's a financial disaster. Yeah, so yeah. I'd love to hear that you have a lot of excitement for the team. It, and you say the depth. I mean, is does that go as far as like the men and women's pairs and the singles yes. and everything, like all range? Yes. Athletes? Yes. yes. The, good, the, the good thing, like I'm a huge fan of, of Olympic rowing and national team rowing. 
I'm really happy though, because all the other countries are going through the same thing. So it's not like the US is the only one sitting on our hands kind of waiting, right? And having known a lot of national team rowers myself, I know those guys and girls are erging, running, working out every day. They're busting their humps right now just to prepare. And you know what, quite honestly, as you said and pointed out before, like you, you now can focus, right? They can clear out the anxieties, the pressures, they can get back to mm-hmm. center, right? And they can focus on what they need to fix before the Olympics. So yep. fingers crossed that um, they do really well. Um, you know, this is, uh, what I do is I take notes, okay? Uh-huh. And I, I circle a lot of things. And I love that you were a mom looking for a sport for her son. There, There is always a story behind someone who makes rowing their career. And your story is you knew this silver medalist in the eighties. You kind of remember crew. You were like, well, my son is lazy. I need to get him doing something. (laughs) So I found the sport of rowing and you turn that into a growing career over, over a 14 year period. Um, yeah, who, I love that. who would have known? Um, it certainly wasn't what, you know, I was thinking. But, um, you know, then I got into, you know, running, running the junior clubs. And I've got to say, and, and actu- actually, my, my son even said it uh, a month or two ago, because now he, he's been in the workforce, he's working in DC. And um, he's just been going through uh, the process of um, applying for business schools. And oh, you've wow. got to do the essays and all of that and you know basically he said because it's a lot of soul searching um Mm -hmm. when you know if you're really trying to differentiate yourself from all the other folks that are are applying at b school and you know he said i would not be the person i am without rowing and, you know, I've seen that so many times, you know, when I was running this, this club in, in Delaware, I would have parents come in and say, you know, what have you done to Maggie or what have you done to Joey? You know, they are not the same person. And, and I remember uh, also the uh, one, one anecdote, uh, there was one of these kids um, a friend of my son, but really, really shy. He was six foot five, probably soaking wet, maybe 155 pounds in, in high school. Wow. And the first three months that he came into the rowing club, he looked at the floor. He was so shy. Wow. Um, he, he just couldn't, he couldn't gaze into your eyes. And then uh, again, you fast forward, uh, let's call it six, seven years. And I'm, a, I'm at the IRAs, it's representing US rowing. And this guy comes up, he's all smiles. Mrs. Smith, how are you doing? I mean, this kid was not the same kid. He was, he, he was uh, extroverted. Uh, he would have never come and sought out um, someone to talk to, right? Um, and there's so many stories like that, especially, you know, when you're seeing these kids get hooked at the junior level and then, and then go to college, they might grow in college, um, you know, uh, D1 or club or whatever. But the thing is they are forever changed because we know our sport is so very special. 
You know, there's a there's a really great thing. So you do a really good job of showing your passion and energy and excitement for the sport. And as a CEO, interim whatever whatever you what are you whatever you want to say as a title, you're you're the one overseeing our organization here in in rowing and the passion that you have for the sport but also the athletes in our sport uh, really shines through and and that's the kind of leader I think we all need um, part of rowing. And um, I mean, this has been a wonderful thing here. And I'm looking back and, and CJ and I joke that we want names now of our of our interviews. And I think we're going to call it through in a pandemic. I love that you're just <laughs> you throw in this pandemic. You're kind of just you're kind of figuring things out, but um, you have a really good head on your shoulders. I love the passion that you have for the sport. And I want to thank you so much for taking the time to do this interview. This has been My absolutely pleasure. wonderful. And uh, I look forward to more of these. In the coming week, we'll be doing more interviews with coaches. So um, I hope you've enjoyed watching this interview. I hope you enjoyed being part of it and uh, more from Rower's Choice in the near future. Thank you so much. Great. Thank you. It was my pleasure. This is the Rower's Choice podcast. Rower's Choice is made up of finish line shell repair, Resolute Racing Shells, and Sykes USA.